Welcome back to More Than Running with Dana. This week's episode is sponsored by Inside Tracker, the ultra personalized nutrition system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, and habits. Go to insidetracker.com to understand how this all works and how you can figure out what supplements to take, what foods to eat, and how to change your habits to be ultimately happier and healthier. On this episode, we have a TikTok star. I've been on TikTok for almost a year now, a couple months just observing, and then I started making my own videos, and it is addicting. One of the first people I followed in the running space was Mrs. Space Skedet, also known as Erin. Erin has a following of almost 400,000 followers on TikTok, and she takes us through her experience of not being able to run almost a mile to a full marathon. She runs in banana suits, she paints herself gold, she's utterly authentic and amazing, and I love being Erin's TikTok friend. So join us for a fun conversation where we bounce around her experience with being a marathoner now, to her goals for the future, and how TikTok is her job. I know that this is going to be a fun episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. So, enjoy. I am here with Erin, also known as Mrs. Space Cadet on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere you can find her. And I want to give a big frick yeah and welcome to Erin. Frick yeah. Thank you for having me. So how would you personally introduce yourself? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I I wish there was like a simple summary, I guess. Just um, I'm someone who's trying to share my imperfect life and relate to people on the internet through humorous running videos. <laughs> That's so true. Like 30 seconds before we start recording, we were just saying that we feel like we know each other. And I think that's the coolest thing about the internet is that you find all these people that you probably won't meet, hopefully will when there's not a pandemic, but then you're like, I would be friends with them. Yeah, totally. I was telling Dan, my husband, that I like who was doing this podcast. I'm like, yeah, she's a professional runner, you know, with Adidas. And he's like, why is she? Why are you on her podcast? Well, it's, it's it's the best thing about my podcast is that my producer, Chris, who's amazing, he's like, all right, we got to like, you know, promote the pod, get the reach out. And I'm like, well, I have these random people that I find super interesting. He's like, all right, but maybe some more mainstream. And I'm like, no, but I have this cool professor that I found offline over here. And he's like, all right, bring it back in. No, but I think that's the best because yeah. you find all these people from like, that people don't know about and then you can bring them in I'm not sure what the crossover of the more than running podcast is with the TikTok world but I think I'm gonna bring them together yeah totally because the TikTok world is huge it is huge so that is a question for me to you is how did you discover the app and how long did you have it before you made a video I discovered it through, um, I listened to Gary V, like his, um, I used to watch him on YouTube and now I kind of just follow him on Instagram and stuff, but I was in medical device marketing and obviously he's a marketing guru and I was trying to get more into social media for that company. And I would always hear him talk about TikTok and I'm like, what is with this? Does he have stock in TikTok? I never oh, understood. I 
Yeah. So, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to join it for fun. And I think I made a video almost immediately because I, I'm the type of person that I won't understand something unless I do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I just put something up there. Um, and, but I didn't put a running video up until months later. I kind of just let it go and I forgot that I had TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, once I did the first, it, maybe it was like the second running video that went viral or something. It, I think it was, it almost had 2 million views, which to Whoa. me, I was like, what? This is a video of me running with my fogged up glasses. <laughs> um, and ju- like, it wasn't even, there was no story behind it. There was nothing, but it went viral. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm onto something here. If this is what I'm doing anyway, like I'm already trying to run, maybe mm-hmm. I can meet other people that are trying to run because something about it seemed to be relatable to other people. So that's kind of how that took off. It was just luck, I guess. I don't really know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have gone the Gary V. Like once you watch enough of his videos, you're like, you kind of get this, I don't know, like anxiety of, oh my God, why am I scared? And just like, do it like put it out there go like who cares yeah totally that's how what I felt too and I think one of your videos I commented I was like you inspired me to make TikTok videos yeah that blew my mind I remember that comment I'm like what (laughs) well it really did because so I run professionally for Adidas here in Boston and I'm training for the Olympic trials which are on the track and obviously the Olympics got moved because of the pandemic and, like, I'm not the best professional runner. Like, there's a lot that are way better than me. And, like, to make the Olympic team would be kind of a stretch. So, it's, I'm in this in-between where I'm like, all right, I'm putting my head down grinding to do this professional running thing. But there is an end point. And, like, when it's over, what am I going to, like, what imprint am I going to leave? So, I was like, you know what? I might just start sharing the things that I know. And same thing. Like, one or two videos blew up. And I was like, okay. Like, sure. Yeah. Like, here we go you start to see that there's, you know, a need for certain things and people are hungry for certain content and with you. And also, I think you also follow my coach at what runs you coach Alicia. Yeah. Alicia. So, yeah. With you guys, it's like you have that professional information that you can share with people. Whereas mm-hmm. with me, I am the, I'm the opposite, but I'm more, you know, for like solidarity and, <laughs> You know, relating to other people. I can't give coaching advice. I just blindly follow what Coach Alicia says. But I've seen some of your videos as well where you can be like, hey, these are some great warm up, like cold weather. um, What was the one I just watched earlier? Cold weather leg warm ups or something before the run. Mm -hmm. You know, that's helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's awesome. So for your, like, do you have a strategy when it comes to this? Or you seem like a very creative person. So you are medical device marketing. You start putting out the videos. But most of your videos do have a routine where you do the running outfit of the day, which is my favorite yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> you run the same places. You've got the tree tunnel. I think this is all going to sound very strange to a listener that doesn't know the videos. But I will link my personal favorites in the show notes. So yeah. is there kind of, like, a strategy because I know you YouTube at the same time so you have a, seems like a fair amount of content you're creating yeah so I, I do TikTok and then I used to actually YouTube every single run but it just got to be too much because I was holding my GoPro I'm holding my um, phone for TikTok and 
then I'm also getting a picture for Instagram and it's, it was just so much that once the runs got longer and I was getting more serious, like, okay, the marathon's coming up. I can't just willy nilly, you know, okay, I'm going to run like this far on this day. I had to really focus on my form, mm-hmm. but especially, you know, anything over, I feel like 15 miles was where I had to be like, okay, something has to give here. I can't be thinking about, oh, what should I talk to? What should I talk about on YouTube? You know? Mm-hmm. And then every time I would bring out the GoPro, my pace would slow, my form would get sloppy, and I would feel that then. So I kind of got shied away from the YouTube videos. They'll be coming back because the runs are shorter now. But there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely a rhythm to those run videos. And then my other videos are just anything that I feel like putting up. I love doing dance videos, even though I can't dance. (laughs) I think that was one of my first videos with my roommate, is that I did a dance video, and then I deleted them, and then I learned that you shouldn't delete videos ever, just in case. And I was like, those definitely deserve to be deleted. (laughs) I have some that probably should be deleted. (laughs) So, as far as how this fits into your life now, are you still in the medical job that you're doing before or was that kind of you're moving forward with that or is this like a full-time thing like how does this fit into your life you're also a mom of three yeah and a wife like you have a, a large life outside of social media yeah for sure I actually I did reach a point over the summer where I was trying to keep up with the medical device job um I was also Uh, trying to do brand deals with TikTok and Instagram. And uh, I didn't realize how much goes along with that, how much work that actually is. And so, but I got to this point where I I thought, okay, my audience is growing. I enjoy doing this. I can make a little bit of money doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I quit, like I left my medical device job, which was so scary it was a small company. And I always say that the goal of a small medical device company is to get bought by a big medical device company. So Mm -hmm. it was, it wasn't a really long-term position anyway. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, if I have this opportunity, why not at least try? Cause I would always regret if I didn't, I know that I would, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing now. And I feel like even without that job, I still have trouble keeping up with everything. Yeah. Do you feel like happier doing what you're doing now than before? I know that there's a persona of you're very authentic when it comes to your social media, like sharing the highs and lows of running and running and your personal life and things like that. I think one video that really resonated with me was you put a green screen up and you had your fun red jacket on mm-hmm. and you were like, it was a green screen mansion. And you were like, hey, Tech Talk, will you show my videos now that I'm in a mansion and I have this fancy house? Yeah. And do you, yeah, I guess it's one of those things like you have bring this authenticity. Do you truly feel like happy with what you're doing? Yeah, I definitely feel happy with it. Something that kind of got me down, like full disclosure after the marathon, which I didn't realize there's a post marathon slump or whatever it's called like you can get kind of depressed feeling which I already have seasonal depression so just look out you know because now <laughs> it's like stacked the on top sunsets at three right so that's difficult and then I yeah I was just feeling down after the marathon and I 
I wasn't expecting to feel like that. I thought I would just be so happy that I did it and it was done. Um, But then I also started to look at my numbers because, you know, TikTok on the analytics are just so easy to access. You can look at them whenever. And so I noticed and still my um, followers are going down or just like um, staying the same because a few followers will trickle in, but then a bunch are leaving. And I'm like, I started to let that get to me like, oh, no, my content's not good and and all this. And then the other day I really snapped out of it. And I'm like, hang on a second. I have so many people that are still watching. I'm still having so much fun sharing about running and life and everything else. Um, And so, yeah, I just like had to have a little reality check. But it's it's so um, scary that people can get really down on their numbers mm. if, if you're not like always because if you and especially if you compare yourself to someone else and I'm sure like running professional running is like that too you're oh, yeah. like comparing it's yourself life. to other people yeah yeah and you know I definitely feel better. the same way when it comes to the numbers because I was really consistent with in the summer but same thing where I had other things come up Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my priority to post. And then once you stop posting, you don't even get promoted. So it's like you, right. it's one of those things. It's they, I feel like TikTok rewards consistency above all else. For sure. Yeah, they do. It seems that way. So have you talked, you've been said you talked to some people like Instagram and TikTok for brand deals. Is that something that um, has been exciting? I know that once you kind of turn that corner and people start reaching out to you, it's like, okay, this is for real. This is happening. Yeah, for sure. I think that's when I really, over the summer was like, okay, I can quit this job and take that leap. Because the other thing is, um, Dan, he has benefits through his job, Mm. even though he hates that job, but (laughs) that's just, it's American life. Like sometimes you have to have a job for benefits. So Mm -hmm. It, it wasn't that big of a risk because we it's not like we lost our benefits with me leaving that job. Um, but it was over the summer when I started to get brand deals and interests in um, bigger companies that I'm like, whoa, do you even how do you even know of me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the Team USA one was the most oh, fun. One, yeah. <laughs> so for fun. people who don't know, Team USA has a TikTok. And I, I think I know that U.S. Track and Field has one, but Team USA, mm-hmm. and they do a really good job at their videos. They're very high quality and yeah. fancy, and you are a part of Team USA now. Yes, I that I still laugh at that. I was so shocked when they followed me, and I thought, you know, sometimes I follow people by accident. Like if if you're scrolling oh, through yeah. your yeah, if you're scrolling through, it's like so easy to accidentally hit follow back. Um, Because it's right where your thumb would be scrolling. So I thought, oh, they must have followed me back by accident. And I think I messaged them and honestly said that. I was like, oh, was this an accident? And they were so nice. Whoever runs their social media is a gem. Their comments, like when they reply to people, are so funny. And um, yeah, with them uh, working with me on the, I think... I don't know what to call it, but like reenacting the the iconic um, Olympic moment. Oh, the poses. Yeah, so they sent me an email of poses to recreate, and then I sent them videos of me doing them for them to add to their TikTok account. I just thought that was so cool to include 
such a really nobody when it comes to sport, the sport sports world. But it just showed that um, all these other people that, wow, you don't need to be like some kind of crazy athlete to be, you know, look up to the Olympics and be interested in these athletes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that was a cool experience. Have you obviously there's the running TikTok community that you're friends with. Do you have what are your other creator friends look like that you message and interact with a lot outside of like the running community? Because I feel like there's a certain amount of people that there's not that many. Like there's some people, but it's like not as many. But like what are the other big creators that you're friends with? Oh, um, another one that I thought was an accident was Jenny McCarthy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Where did this come from? Um yeah, I keep, I told her, I'm like, we need to do, you know, after the pandemic calms down eventually, I'm like, we should really do a run video together. It'd be funny. And I was just throwing it out there and she's, she was like into it, you know? So that was a shock, Jenny McCarthy, because I feel like she's an actual celebrity. Um, yeah. Who's another one um, that I talk to often? Jeez, I don't know. I always feel like I'm a bother. I hate that. Oh. Mm. I, yeah, I always feel like I'm a bother. So I try not to message people too much, especially a bigger creator, like yeah. some millions of followers. I'm just so happy that they follow me and I don't want to overwhelm them with another message. Yeah, I definitely feel that too. But obviously I do not have as many followers as you. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's very much like your follower accounts, almost like like, I feel like if someone with 400,000 followers messaged me, I'd be like, yes, respond. It's almost like that. Like, if yeah. you have, it's like a weird thing. Like, it's a numbers game of who responds to. But, yeah. you know, road to verification, right? Right. That's a whole nother thing. I don't know how people get verified. <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm so far away from that. I couldn't even. <laughs> Let's change gears a little bit to get to the running portion of this. Okay. And I think the place to start is how did you decide first personally, I have never run a marathon. My race is one mile long. So people ask me questions all the time about marathoning and have marathoning. I'm like, my longest race is a 5k. I normally run one mile really fast and that's it. So I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to a marathon. So I even have every time you'd be like a run over 15, never run over 15 miles. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So you run a mile in like two minutes. <laughs> That'd be insane. But how did you decide? You're like, okay, skip past the half marathon. Like I'm doing the full thing. 26.2. Yeah. I, I, so I still question that about myself. I, I really do. Like, what was I thinking? And especially probably like halfway through my training, I really started to question my sanity. Like, why did I, why didn't I work up to a half marathon? And then I could finish that and then decide if it would be a good idea to run a full. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I just, question. Yeah, because when I said that, when I committed to that, I think it was on YouTube, um, I was only running a mile and it was really hard for me. And it was, I think it took me 17 minutes or, so, or something like that to run one. And, but I, I ran a mile every day for 30 days and I wanted to, I had like that big sense of accomplishment and I'm like, I want to feel that again, but I want to work towards something really big. 
uh, for me personally. And I guess that's why yeah, that's why I said a marathon, but man, that was, um, yeah, I really did question myself a lot. (laughs) So coach Alicia at what runs you fabulous Mm -hmm. coach. She's so soothing. Every time I watch a video, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you are so calm and patient. And yeah, she's like everyone's friend. I know yeah. she's so like respectable. I don't know like how that comes off in like these short videos, but I like I feel like you're just like a really respectful person. Yes, totally. But how long was her plan for you? So how many was it like, okay, in four months we're gonna get to a marathon. You were running every day for 30 days. Like how long was marathon days at the end? Where was the start point of like now this is marathon training? Yeah, I think um Geez, I would have to go back to the dates maybe of the videos, but it was pretty early on that I want to say like fall, like fall time period that I decided that. And then she actually contacted me because we were were like acquaintances and friends for a while. Um, We had mutual friends and then I was doing like her free workouts and stuff, but I never did her run training. And she was like, I saw that you said you committed to a marathon. Please don't like, don't just try and run it or don't try and get just like a generic plan. Like I don't want you to get injured because she genuinely cares about people and Mm -hmm. she, she is fulfilled from other people's successes. And I think that's what makes her so genuine. But, um, so I was all about it. I'm like, all right, you can coach me. I, cause I didn't want to get injured and no. not be able to do other stuff that I wanted to do. Um, so it was common sense just to have an actual coach it for my situation. And, um, that was probably, I think she was saying we could have worked up to it faster but the one that I wanted to do was the Philadelphia marathon. And at that point we would have only had like four weeks. Oh my gosh. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Like four to six weeks. And I'm like, there's no way. Cause I'm barely running one mile. Um, but that's why it was a year long then because I was dead set on that, which was November 22nd. Um, mm. So we just did it really slowly. You know, she had me like, build up really slow. And then I was in a maintenance mode for a while. And then we did like another, um, increase in mileage. Mm. I think that definitely can contribute to like the, the like high and then low part of it, because Mm -hmm. I know I kind of have a similar feeling where for the last almost four years of my life, it was the Olympic trials, like Mm -hmm. this date in 2020. And then when it passed, I was March and April, I mean, were horribly depressing for everyone. Yeah. Once the event was canceled, it was kind of that same thing of, wow, I've really been planning my life around this date and now it's not happening. And that reframing is hard. So your marathon was actually canceled. You had a physical marathon and it was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then I stuck with that date and um, just made my own uh, virtual run for charity. But um, what, when, when is, when will the trials be though? They will be supposedly in June of this year. Oh, okay. It's like a whole year pushback. So they are usually in Eugene, Oregon, and they just redid this whole stadium. Like they rushed to finish it, but I guess they didn't really need to rush because they had a whole extra year, oh, wow. but they call it like track town USA. So you'll definitely be 
in the loop for that. But yeah, it's uh, a. Yeah. It's, oh, I, I totally know what you're talking about, though, when it's like you put all this time and energy into like one thing and then you get to it. And afterwards, and you're like, that was awesome. But now what? Yeah, exactly. I didn't I didn't anticipate that feeling, though, at all. I just I thought I would be like on cloud nine. Like I worked so hard for this and for so long and I did it. And now I'm done. But it was more the opposite. I just felt so down. And at first I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, seasonal depression, but it was worse than that. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, and then I was also just physically tired from the actual marathon and yeah, just not, that was not a good week for me. (laughs) Well, one thing I think that you're missing and which Alicia probably has talked to you about is at like a normal marathon, the fans that are there, they bring so much life and celebration to it. And I think that part of it because a lot of your running has been individual it seems like you've gone a couple group runs and you run with Dan now Mm -hmm. um but most of it's by yourself right yeah I'd say like 95 percent is by myself and it's on these country roads there's nobody around and it's very isolating I I started to listen to music which is good um I discovered aftershocks thank goodness but um, before that, I didn't even have music or anything. And I listen to podcasts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do listen to podcasts, but they, um, I don't know, I can't pay attention. So before mm-hmm. I know it, I'm, you know, 20 minutes in and I have no idea what they just talked about. So oh, yeah, that definitely <laughs> happens. I also listen to My Favorite Murder and they talk about like people getting murdered and I run by myself. I'm like, this is a oh, bad God. idea. Yeah. You're probably all freaked out. <laughs> I could see that for sure. Yeah. But I, most of it was, was by myself. And, um, the reason I was so excited about the Philadelphia marathon is everything that I've seen and heard about it is the spectators and the music and, you know, everyone's signs and all that. It just seemed so energetic. And I felt like, well, at least if you're struggling and you hit those walls, you can, have those distractions and things like that. But yeah, we did not, (laughs) you know, it just, it was either, okay, the marathon's canceled, stop training, you know, or still work toward it and just run it anyway. Mm -hmm. So day of. Yeah. How did you have like, did Dan do the whole thing? He did. Yeah. Was that his first marathon too? It was. And he, so he did this whole training at like the same time as me. So whatever mile mileage was on my calendar, he did that as well. And sometimes we had to kind of offset it because with kids, those longer runs, I mean, you're gone for like, at at my pace, I'm gone for like three, four hours. (laughs) So for both of us to do those on the same day, it just was hard. But He kept up with it and I would get so mad at him because we would have like a 16 mile run and I would be dying afterward. Like it was so hard for me and so emotional and I, he would get back from his. I'm like, Hey, how'd it go? He's like, good. Yeah. I felt good. And I'm like, are you, can you lie a little bit, (laughs) you know, struggle. And I, the my team struggle run merch I that was the only shirt I refused to get him I'm like you don't Uh, don't don't deserve yeah you don't deserve to be on this team um 
but I think mile 20-ish around there is the first time he struggled. And I was living my high life <laughs> because he was struggling. Oh, my gosh. Every Wednesday this fall, my team had a 10-mile run, and it was on the Boston Marathon course because my coach was like, you have to run hills. Every Wednesday, we run hills. Yeah. But Tuesday was a really hard session for us, like a harder, faster workout. And my teammates run longer distances than me, so they were fine. And every okay. Tuesday, I 100% was on the struggle run. Like One day, we got back, and my teammate Erica was like, you could have just walked that hill. And I was like, yeah. I wanted to. She's like, you're barely moving your feet. I'm like, I can't. I can't move today. This isn't working. So yeah. I'm team struggle run sometimes for sure. Yeah, I, I, that makes me feel good. But for some, I just don't understand how he was running that distance and not struggling or crying think, or something. <laughs> I think testosterone definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Men don't have to deal with a monthly cycle, like not even when you have your period, but even the weeks leading up, like my endurance is down a lot. I yeah, know. that's definitely a, a thing for sure. I think the energy, I should be better at tracking it too. But like the energy level thing is real. Like there are some days that you just, it's so hard. You can't do it. Yeah. I noticed on the Garmin, um, the Garmin app, you can actually track it on there. Yeah, I know. I, I have a hard time with all those apps that tell you like you're overtraining, you're undertraining. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, I, I have a plan. Yeah, I still have to do it. It doesn't matter if I my Garmin will like you're overreaching today. I'm like, I am aware. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you could turn those little things off. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So I just want to let's close up about the marathon real quick. I yeah. think you were live streaming for a brief period of time during the marathon. So which really brings this TikTok marathon to a close where you're like, I'm trying. I can't read the comments. I thought it was the cutest thing. I was like, this is amazing. How much content did you capture in the marathon? And is there a moment in there that you look back and you're like, holy shit, I just did, ran a marathon? I did not capture as much content as I wanted. I I got really overwhelmed, I think, the morning of. So, like, leading up to it, I was like, okay, Dan's going to have the GoPro, and he's going to get all the YouTube footage. I'm going to have my phone to go live on, and Alicia's going to um, be able to film me, like, finishing, and I could use that for the TikTok. But everything kind of, like, crumbled a little bit, and... The morning of, I just, I didn't start the TikTok how I wanted to. I kind of just like stumbled into it. And yeah, I just, I wasn't happy with it. I forgot to get a picture for Instagram. Like, come on, this is my, <laughs> this is what I do. And I, I just really, yeah, I, I did not get enough that enough that I wanted anyway. Um, but there was a moment afterward where toward the end, um, coach Alicia, she was holding my phone and it was live streaming on TikTok, and she was also filming me finish. So bless your heart, coach Alicia. I don't, <laughs> I made you do that, but I just couldn't. Cause I, I was, it, just you were to... running for a long time. The fact that you could even think about that. I mean, I'm a psycho on race day. I'm like, 
don't mess up my routine. I have a gym. My own parents are scared of me. Like they don't even <laughs> want to be near me. I'm yeah. like a crazy person. I, yeah. I, I totally relate to that kind of, cause you had a job to do. You like a marathon's yeah. enough. Besides yeah. So I was just, yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to move my legs and finish. And, um, she was counting down. So she was saying, you know, 25.9 and then, you know, 26 and, 26.1. And so I knew it was coming in, in my head, but for some reason, when she said 26.2, I literally looked at her in disbelief and I was like, I did it. Like, I, I don't know why I just couldn't, you know, then I just like bawled my eyes out, but I just, that moment stuck in my head at how difficult to believe it, it, it was, even though she said 26.2, like that's it. Because there was no big, um, you no know, finish, finish line. Out. There wasn't, like, the big clock that lights up over finish line. So it was just really surreal and emotional and awesome. But it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think running in a pandemic is weird to begin with, let alone, like, yeah. just getting getting really into it during that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how was the short-term memory loss of the pain? Because you've already decided to run a marathon. So it must have been pretty short. They were like, okay. Because I've heard that's happening of people like finish the marathon, their bodies are destroyed, and the next one's on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the next one could be on the calendar. But I mean, right now, you don't know who's having what or when things will be open again. But it's on the theoretical calendar, I guess you could say. (laughs) But Yeah, it wasn't, I think the night of, it was so painful. And I thought, I think my body is broken. (laughs) And then the next day, I had to still like hold the railings, you know, as I'm going up the stairs. But the day after that, I felt pretty good. I felt, yeah, I felt like uh, normally how I would feel kind of after a long run. So Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't bad at all. And I'm like, Wow. But I think it had a lot to do with how slow I worked up to that, Mm -hmm. Um, like that progression of getting to that 26.2. So maybe if I only did it in 12 weeks or something, I'd probably be out of commission for like a month. (laughs) There's a favorite commercial that I have. I think New York Marathon did it. And it's like the this commercial and it's all these people like wobbling downstairs uh-huh. like trying to put pants on and things like that <laughs> and you don't really know what's happening and then it scrolls up and they all have a medal and it's like congratulations New York and it just gives oh, me chills every that. time yeah I'll just, it it. just hearing that I yeah. know it's so good so I will also have I've just you know some things I need to ask while I have you okay <laughs> banana costume where did it come from did you always have it it's in a lot of your videos it's a part of you what yeah. is with the banana costume? Um, yeah, the funny story about that is I don't know if you follow Carolyn Dunton on TikTok. She does, she's the one that's like opens her trench coat and a pile of hams falls out and she won't let go of that joke for like months and everyone's like, <laughs> stop doing it. But she, I mean, she's an actual actress. I forget what movie she was in, but yeah, she like lives in LA and she does the actress life. But she, before the pile of hams content, she did banana content. And so like everything was in this banana suit and all this stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a banana suit. I'm going to duet her banana content, 
You know what I mean? Cause she's like, yeah, yeah. you know, she's like, come on guys, we need more banana content. Well, I get my freaking banana suit from Amazon and she stopped doing it. already. Shake my head. Oh my gosh. What? I, no, I was so, I'm like, well, no, what am I going to do with this banana costume now? But so, you know, what else would I do but run in it? So we, you know, took it to the shore with us and um, we did, I think like a few miles there in that and I did debate uh I think I ran the half marathon in it too it wasn't like an actual race but it was like I had to run Mm 13.1 as part of the training and I wore it that day and I did debate wearing it for the marathon but I'm so glad that I didn't (laughs) I'm so glad (laughs) people do that though they there are people who run in like crazy costumes I don't know how Yeah, it's hard enough to run. I mean, the thing with the banana costume is it's not um, uncomfortable. It's just the, your uh, vision. Like, it's it's so close around your head. And, you know, looking here, all you see is the banana. So <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah r- figuring out running clothing is definitely, you know, a steep learning curve. I there was a ra- I coached at a high school, and there was a day this fall that it was warm but rainy. Uh-huh. And I told all the kids, and I was like, okay, everyone who only has one sweatshirt, leave it under the tent. You're going to want it when you're done. And yeah. they, like, didn't believe me. I was like, uh-huh. no, just leave it here. And they all go out, get soaking wet, get freezing, go back. And all the kids were they were like, thank you so much, Coach Dana, for telling us to save oh. our sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> Are there all the – that learning curve, or do you feel like you're figuring all those things out in your running? I – I would like to say that I'm figuring them out, but I'm not. Um, I think I just need to, it's so hard for me to spend money on things, but I feel like I ran through last winter with Fruit of the Loom sweatpants and hoodies, like just like this, you know, and I would, I didn't even have gloves. I would put my hands in the sleeves um, and to keep my hands warm. Yeah. So and then I think I just wore a thing over my ears that someone crocheted me. It wasn't like a workout thing or any, you know, moisture wicking material. And I, it was horrible and everything just felt disgusting. And I think this year I'm just going to take the plunge and have to buy actual like winter running gear. I think you just got to DM whoever you want and hopefully they'll send you some. Yeah, true. Maybe I could try that. <laughs> i you know what? You definitely should because there's no reason for that. I think my joke is, you know, I've done running. I've run long enough. When I'm done with this, I still hope I don't have to buy shoes. That's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. True. You make that name for yourself and then they still are like, hey, Dana, here's your here's your Adidas shoes. <laughs> exactly. One video that you made that's also stuck with me was that someone, I guess, asked you like, what has your body changed over this process? And you were like, that wasn't my goal, but here are some like noticeable changes that I've seen because of this, just because I went back and looked at the old videos. Mm-hmm. Um, how do those, that, I feel like that body conversation is like pretty popular on TikTok. Like mm-hmm. how do you manage that? And what is kind of your, your perspective on it? Yeah, I, I get a lot of questions about um, weight loss. What does your body look like now versus when you started? Um, a lot of stuff like that. And I understand people's curiosity totally. Like I, I don't get offended by it, but I just don't want to send the wrong message of why I'm doing it because it's definitely not for weight loss or to look different. 
I want to be healthy and strong and just prove to myself that I can do something because I've always my entire life quit everything. Like everything I start, I quit. So that, those were the important things to me. But I do see a lot of things on TikTok that are more focused on weight loss and getting skinny, even mm -hmm. if it's not the healthiest way. And I mean, I'm honest with people. I'm like, listen, if I lose weight, it's because you know, if I lose five more pounds or something, I can get literally a health, a, a lower life insurance policy rate, like that you pay less <laughs> per month, you that's know, you have healthy BMI. So I just, I think that's such a, there's such a scary diet culture mm -hmm. and TikTok. I feel like young women really feed into that on TikTok. Um, so I try and I don't want to always ignore them ignore those comments because I feel like they're valid and people are curious, but I also don't want to be like, look, here's my before and after mm -hmm. I'd rather before and after be like, okay, I couldn't run one mile. And now I just ran 20, 26.2. Um, and this is what I look like. If you care, <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. I I totally very, yeah. I still look very similar to when, I started like maybe my face thinned out and stuff like that, but I still have my belly and like, you know, um, never going to have a thigh gap. And I'm cool with that because my body was able to run for like five hours. No, I think it, that's incredible. And I mean, I've always been like, like a stick. Literally, I'm proud that I like, gained muscle over my life. I kind of get this opposite end where, and people are like, oh my God. And I have to be like, listen, one, this is my job. That's an yeah. unbelievable privilege that no one else can do. I yeah. have a, I have two coaches. I have a professional track coach and a strength coach. Yeah. And like all these people that I work with, I was like, this isn't normal right. what I do. And so I try to be like very authentic in that way and be like, listen, this is what, here are the resources. And anytime people ask me like, in, I get all, the injury questions all the time. Like this hurts, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I can't help you. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you. So I've been very aware even recently of just being like, this isn't what you should do, but just like sharing what I've been doing. And I think that you're definitely a role model in that way. People also that are naturally really skinny get not like discriminated isn't the word I'm looking for, but they get hate too. And they get, you know, um, prying questions about their weight and how they look. So like, if you're really skinny and someone wants to also look like you, they'll be like, what do you eat? What exactly do you eat? You know, and or there'll be mean people like eat a cheeseburger. It's like, can oh. you let people live like <laughs> I got I, I normally don't delete comments, but I got one the other day. I can't even stay on this podcast because it was so awful. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually have to delete this because I don't want anyone else seeing it. Yeah. 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 Some do people are really horrible. Do you delete the comments? I don't delete comments, but I haven't gotten any that are so horrible that like I couldn't repeat or something. Mm -hmm. I think in that case I would um, just because, yeah, I wouldn't want someone else to see that and be like, wait, I look like her. So that means that mm -hmm. that person say that to me, that would break my heart if someone felt like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. There. And I just, if I get a hate comment or something like that, I'm just, I either reply to it in a humorous way or I just ignore it and don't like it. 
Yeah, I love that tough skin. I'm that is something that I have to work on too. I think it's one of those things that the more you put yourself out there, the tougher you have to be and yeah. more like secure yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last little fun questions that are very TikTok related, but I know you're a busy person, so I'm not going to take your whole day. <laughs> okay. um, TikTok trends that you love and ones that you hate. Okay. Ones I I love honestly every yeah I love the dances because there's such an easy way to like recreate in my own way and you mm-hmm. can you don't have to be a good dancer to be to do TikTok dances that's why I like it so mm-hmm. I love all the dance trends there's so many sounds that I really oh like gosh. yeah so I I love using um sounds i'm trying to think of like my favorite ones there's a new trend new ish trend that i thought i didn't like i was like oh i'm gonna get so sick of seeing these like really quick but i actually end up really liking it it's the one Mm. where people are like they're just doing something in the background but the words on the screen say my perfect tiktok and then it'll say like so and so duets this or uh, and then they'll list something else, like a hundred thousand likes and all this stuff. And I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so annoying. You know, we're going to start seeing all these. And, but mm-hmm. the more I saw and the more I saw the engagement, I'm like, whoa, this is cool because you start seeing how much people want them to get that perfect TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be like tagging people like do it, do it, you know? And then you'll see, you you could look back and be like, oh, they got it. And Team USA actually did one like that, Ooh. which I thought was cool. So yeah, that's one I thought I didn't like, but I actually like. I think the funniest is when you have a sound on your page and you think that everyone knows it and then you'll yeah. quote it or say it to someone else and people are like, what are you talking about, you psychotic yeah. person? <laughs> yes, totally. There's so many, because I think I watch so much TikTok that I assume everyone else has heard a certain sound and I use it and you can tell based on like the like rate, like to view ratio that people didn't get it or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, that puts me in check a lot. <laughs> Does alt alt TikTok still exist? What is alt TikTok? That's the question I thought you would know. Oh my gosh. I've seen alt TikTok mentioned in comments before. Um, but I really don't know what it actually someone commented on one of my videos, the one where I was like um getting painted gold, and then I was like, I'm a trophy. Mm-hmm. People Which were like this- we need to know what that's for eventually. Yeah, uh, people were like, this is all over alt TikTok. I'm like, what? Because it has like 3 million views, but I don't know what alt TikTok is. Um, that- all I know is that there was like alt TikTok, there was this peak quarantine period and I was with some friends and one of my friends is gay and she's like, oh, I'm only on lesbian TikTok. I don't see anything else. And then huh. I was like, oh, I think I'm in this like alt TikTok where they're they're like anti-dancers. They don't want to see any of like the hype house popular creators. Oh. And then my other friend was like, I only see frogs and beans. I don't know what you guys are <laughs> looking at. That's why I love TikTok because it really is the for you page. Like I know if something comes on my feed of like a teenage, one of those hype house dudes in their gray sweatpants, 
I immediately know that it's a stitch. Someone's going to stitch it because it would not come on my page otherwise. I had to block. I think it's so I'm 26 and I I just like I got to a point where I was like, I don't I don't even want to think you're cute. So I just had to block a lot of like the most popular creators because yeah. I was like, one, I'm just kind of creep. The POVs like creep me out a lot oh, of the time. Man, those are horrible. That so is- I had to block people. Yeah. I just, um, I must've went like, I must've been on it so much just swiping or um, holding down and like clicking not interested that it, I never see that side of TikTok. Um, unless someone stitches it like in a humorous way, that'll for sure show up on my for you page. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that the not interested existed. Now we're getting very deep into the TikTok world. So the yeah. running content, but this yeah, is yeah. Fun. <laughs> Um, so along that same line, like where do you find other than on the app, like where do you find inspiration? You have three kids, they must be hilarious and do fun things all the time. Like where yeah. in your personal life are you finding inspiration? And like do you write it down? Like how do you remember those things? Um, a lot of it I don't get a lot of quiet time to myself. So a lot of it comes when I'll be falling asleep at night because that's like my my little quiet time. And that's when my brain will start just thinking of these ideas. Um, if I can, I'll just jot them in my notes on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are so cryptic. I'm like, what was I even talking about? Um, and But a lot of things I'll think of and I'll just immediately film it if wow. I can. If I'm somewhere that I can film I'll do it. And then I'll just, I have like a hundred drafts that oh wow will probably never see the light of day, but, um, yeah, I just made, sorry, this is not running content, but no, no, no. It's running is like the core, like okay. what brings us all together, but it's really the more than, so we're in the more than part. I like it. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, well, I did go for a run today and it was like super cold and super windy and I got back and I was just like scrolling as I was getting my stuff together to come here. And I saw this girl, she has this pet stick bug, you know, the, <gasps> the yes. And she was doing this dance and she had the stick bug in the foreground and she was in the background. And immediately in my head, I was like, I need Dan home right now. He needs <laughs> to dress in green and do push ups, And I need to do this dance in the background. So that was something like I thought of and instantly I was like, Dan, here, put this green shirt on, get your green hat on. You're going to do push-ups like this and I'm going to be back here doing this dance. And like, so we filmed that and then I came right here to do the podcast. I love that. So Dan is fully behind the scenes in all of this. Yes. Yeah. He, it's so funny. I have to really convince him to even like say something because he never... Mm. He never, he's like, no, it should be all about you. But I don't agree. I feel like I need to be bringing these other like characters into my videos. And Dan is such a character, but people can't really get a grasp of it, you know, because he's so quiet. To me, he's like the Charlie Brown parents where, you know, in Charlie Brown, like the parents like talk in that mumbled voice and they're there. But, like, you don't know what they're doing. But they're a part of the story. That is Dan in your videos to me. Yeah, because he's always, like, working on something in the background or, like, building something. And I just set up the camera and do something in front of it. 
And then you also have your other characters, which are kids. And they've made some appearances, but are not in most of your content. What is your kind of point of view on that? That I just feel like, um, well, number one, I think TikTok sees my content as not including kids. So when Mm -hmm. I do, they either take it down or they'll um, just not put it on the For You page, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But I also feel like something that I think is harmless to film them doing, like running around or whatever, they might be, if it's still around when they're like 10 or 13 and that's on the internet, they might be like, why would you film me doing that? Mm. You know what I mean? I So it's almost like I would be invading their privacy in the future or something. I don't know how to put it. I think it's a big conversation that's happening on the internet right now because there are those parents that are definitely like using their kids for clout. And then there's the other like total like people that black their kids face out in pictures. And I definitely think that there's a happy medium because it is your life. Yeah. I don't have kids, so I can't reflect on this at all. But I I totally understand what you're saying. And I think it's such a new problem because we don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. And I would hate for them you know, because there's bullies, you know, without social media. So can you imagine mm-hmm. if I do still have this career and then, you know, um, some mean kid at school, like, shows this video of, you know, one of my kids when they're younger doing something that I didn't think is embarrassing, but they might be, as a teenager, embarrassed by it. So I don't want to, like, put them out there like that. Um, so I... But I also don't want to like never talk about them and never show them because they're a huge part of my life and the, you know, part of the difficulty in the balance of like training for a marathon. Part of it is you're leaving your kids for hours a day sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's something that I still wanted to talk about, but, um, they, I mean, they're hilarious. I wish I could put them on like every TikTok because <laughs> they're so funny. Um, My sister, who I think is hilarious, but she's, like, so not on social media at Mm -hmm. all. But she's just always been a character, and we're complete opposites in almost every way. But she agreed that if I go skiing with her, because I hate skiing, (laughs) I hate everything about the winter, but she's so into it. She's like, if you come skiing with me... I will agree to make TikToks with you, like skiing. So I 100%, like we pinky promised on it and we're doing it. So get ready for (laughs) messy ski content with me the whole time. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. All right. The last question for you is it's basically been over a year that you've been on TikTok, you've completed a marathon, you have a loyal following. What are your big crazy goals for all of this? I definitely want to run a not canceled marathon. Like we were talking earlier about like the fanfare and the activities and all that. I I want to experience that so bad. So that's first. I'm so I'll continue to train and work toward that because I definitely want to run it faster. And I want to get just overall stronger. I want Mm -hmm. my body to just feel really strong. So I'll be doing, you know, other workouts, um, like strength training and things. And the ultimate goal 
this is like seems so unattainable because we're big dreamers here (laughs) it's probably like just way too expensive but I would love to run the marathon in Greece like that they have that that original guy did yes yeah so I would love to do that so I think it would make amazing content and it would just be so crazy to do that oh I love it that's an incredible yeah. goal. In the meantime, I'm just doing a series of like, I try. So the first one will be, I try skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do like snowshoeing, um, anything that would get me out of my comfort zone that I'll probably hate. I just want to try it. Yeah. I mean, what you said before, I, I don't think I'm going to forget is that you've given up. You said you've given up on everything in your life and mm-hmm. you just don't want to give up on it. And you really, I mean, it's something to be proud of. And I hope that yeah. you, know, you have you have this whole support system. But it gives, I think it gives me a lot of inspiration and others around me, you know, it's like this, this sport shouldn't be gatekeeping for just gatekeep it. That's not a word, but like it shouldn't be blocked for just yeah. fast people. Like we need to find a way to have more diversity in the sport. We need to find a way to like be more inclusive of people who are just starting. And I think your platform is one way that we can do that. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like it's a way for people that haven't even run before but might want to run are coming together. People like you who do this for a living and also coaches. So I have all these people in my comment section actually supporting each other, which is amazing because I feel like it's making people beginners that might be otherwise scared to join in. They're feeling welcome by you guys in that sense. So it's really cool. Amazing. Well, I'm going to stop recording there. And this is so fun. I mean, I can't believe it's almost been an hour of just chit chatting. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much. That does it for another episode of More Than Running with Dana. This episode was produced by Chris Chavez. You can contact me with any feedback, suggestions for guests, or just to connect and say hi at Dana underscore G-I-O on Instagram at Dana Geo. I love hearing from listeners and receive some great guidance on guests and what you want to get out of the show in the future. If you like the show, it's always greatly appreciated if you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps some new people discover the show if it ends up on the top charts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time with another story about how she is more than running.